Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, it's 106 in Edmonton. Second hour of Oilers now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered here at Ched. They do it all and could be doing it for you right now. Some guests on Oilers now receive gift certificates from Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and on the north side. You can call on our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, brought to you by 780-496-0063. They have Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice on June 29th. All right, we head out to the NHL Network, and we bring aboard Brian Lawton here, former NHL player, GM, and agent. He's uh, one of the most dialed-in media guys out there today. Brian, uh, welcome back to Oilers Now. How are things going? Everything's going fantastic. Thank you. Just getting ready for the NHL draft. Yes, and you guys uh, cover uh, rounds two and on, so you have the fun job uh, over there at the NHL Network covering all those uh, late-round picks. Yeah, we do. We cover the first day. We do a pre- and post-show to the draft. Then, of course, on the second day, that's when we really earn our money covering, uh, you know, the remaining of the players drafted in rounds two through seven. It's always an interesting time. Uh, Thankfully, the NHL has really sped up that process the last few years. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and that's when uh, the scouts make their money as well, not just the media guys when they nail some of those late-round picks. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about the draft a little bit later. But uh, the big story out of Edmonton right now, uh, Brian, is this Milan-Lucic uh, situation. We haven't heard from Jerry Johansson, his agent. We haven't heard from Lucic or Peter Shirelli on this matter. But there seems to be some smoke here that maybe both sides are open to uh, exploring a deal. And uh, all kinds of rumors are out there. But uh, I wanted to ask you this. If you were trading Milan Lucic, if you were in Peter Shirelli's uh, boots right now, is there a deal out there, a certain scenario that would maybe make sense uh, for a trade? I think more than anything in this particular case, although it's a nice thought by the Edmonton Oilers to maybe try to relieve themselves of the third highest paid forward, that you know hasn't really given them the type of production, certainly last year, that they hoped for, uh, 34 points. You know, they, they, they're expecting more 
for that signing out of Lucic, but it didn't happen. So then you get pushed into positions like this. The 50 points the year before, just for the record, that was fine. That's what you expect from Milan Lucic. But uh, last season was a bit of a disappointment for him and for the club. Those things generally go together. So the concept that somebody else is going to jump in on a guy that's 30 years old, skating is known as his problem, and he's got five years left on a deal at $6 million, is a really big long shot in terms of finding somebody that would maybe take him without returning their problem back to you. And that's where I would be looking if I were Peter Shirelli. Maybe can we move holes a little bit and exchange our problems, see if that maybe goes a little bit better for us, a little bit better for you. And one possible scenario that I'm just, I wouldn't say making up, but I look at what teams maybe could use certain things and it seemed like the Chicago Blackhawks would like to be maybe just a little bit heavier. Some of the things they lost when Brian Bicknell left, they might be a team that maybe would take a look at their own roster and say, hey, we've got a guy in Brent Seabrook. He's got six years left. He's 33 years old. He's making more money than Lucic. Those are the types of places I think that Edmonton has to look if they want to try to consummate a deal. Wow, yeah, that's interesting. Um, of course, others need some help on the blue line, but they also need help on the wings. So I don't know. Like that's uh, interesting. You throw Seabrook's uh, name out there. Um, but well, you have two guys that have no no true yeah. no trade moves. You have two guys that I don't think were really necessarily that happy last year with a how they performed and b how they were used. So this is where a general manager like Peter Shirelli really earns his money. This is where he's got to dig deep. He's got to be on the phone. He's got to grind it out. He's got to try to figure out how can I somehow make this deal and get better doing it. Yes, he needs help on the wing, but he also needs help on D. And I would say that's even more of a priority, in my opinion, than on the wing for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, to me, I think uh, if you're going to take a – a bad contract back that might make more sense or maybe it's a little bit less to, less term or maybe a little bit less uh, money on uh, the contract that maybe you would uh, look at doing something but then we're hearing stuff like okay let's sweeten the pot if you're Peter Shirelli and throw in a guy like Polly Arvey or the 10th overall pick to get rid of the contract of course you get a better player but then you're also uh, trading a really good asset so that to me that's where it gets a little bit crazy and I agree with you I'd rather be looking at maybe taking back one of those contracts and not sweetening the pot in a deal that's the direction I would go, but that, those are the decisions that Peter Shirelli's tasked with. And, you know, I think it's pretty fair to say, you know, the assistant coaches bore the brunt of the poor season last year. Is that really fair? No, I don't think any way that's fair personally. Hmm. Um, but that's the way it shook out. Now, this year, if there's not a significant increase in performance, then I can assure you the assistant coaches won't bear the brunt of, of that anger and disappointment. Well, they certainly beeped up the coaching staff. I like uh, the looks of it, so we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, so give me your overall, uh, you know, your overall sense on the Oilers. I guess uh, right now we don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. To me, I think less is maybe more for the Oilers. I know Bob has uh, preached this uh, on the show as well. But when it comes to the Oilers' trade assets that people would want, other teams would want, it's okay. The tenth overall pick. Oh, I think we uh, dropped off with uh, Brian there. Uh, Dustin, you'll have to uh, come grab my phone and call him back, unless you have the number there. Oh, you still have it. Okay. 
We'll bring back uh, Brian here in a second. His uh, call just uh, dropped out there, but this is Oilers Now. I should mention that you can text us 630-630, brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. All right, we have uh, Brian back on the line there. Yeah, Brian, I was just saying that uh, the Oilers' other trade assets here right now this offseason could be Nugent Hopkins, maybe a cleft bomb or the 10th overall pick. There's really not a lot that they'd likely want to trade, and you're likely selling low on some of these players based on down seasons. So to me, maybe it's a less is more approach for the Oilers this offseason. What do you gather? What do you you think uh, Peter Shirley will be up to other than this uh, Lucic uh, potential move? Uh, I agree with your assessment. It's not an easy position for the Oilers to be in right now. There's no easy fixes, that's for sure. Some years things just don't go well and maybe you miscalculated the summer before you can easily correct them in the off season. I don't know if that's the case for the Edmonton Oilers. I think more than anything, they're hoping for guys to get back to the level they were the year before, particularly on the back end, particularly in between the pipes. Uh, Cam Talbot is going to have to be a lot better if they're going to want to have any chance of getting back to the level they were as far as the decor goes. Thicker uh, will be healthy all year long. Um, same can be said, I guess, a cleft bomb. Hopefully Adam Larson can get back to the level he was at and if they could just somehow find a way to continue to get growth from Darnell Nurse, Matthew Benning, continue to use Chris Russell. That's probably the most logical path and it's probably the most likely path for the Edmonton Oilers. They're going to try to make more tweaks, I think, at the end of the day, even though they're appetite is probably a little bit bigger than their stomach will be able to handle this summer. Yeah, that's fair. Um, of course, the pressure is on when you have Connor McDavid to win, so I, I think they'll need to get back to the playoffs for some jobs to uh, stay safe around here, but we'll see what happens moving forward. Over in Ottawa, Brian, right now, it's uh, really interesting. I don't really want to speculate on this whole off-the-ice issue with uh, Hoffman and Carlson. I'm sure maybe you can maybe add some context to that if you've heard anything, but in terms of how this affects the team on the ice moving forward, there is a, a lot going on there in Ottawa, and it, it's hard to believe a year ago they were an overtime away from going to the Stanley Cup final. So it's crazy. But uh, how do you think everything's uh, going to, to shake down eventually here in uh, Ottawa? I mean, it would be tough to be in a Peter or Pierre Dorian shoes right now. Yeah, it really would be. Everything and anything that you can think of has been thrown at the Ottawa Senators. Some of it's self-induced. Certainly not this situation, though. This this one is just crazy. I can tell you I've been in contact with a couple of the different parties involved in this, and there's really three. And uh, as near as I can tell, and it's always opinion, there's always a couple sides to every story. I don't think the full story is out there yet as to what's transpired. I have no doubt that in the end, uh, this is one of those deals where the truth will come out. And I think that Mike Hoffman will uh, certainly not end up looking like the bad guy uh, in this between him and his fiancée. A conjecture from doing a little bit of research. We'll see what happens in the end. Short term, there's no doubt in my mind that Hoffman is a valuable player in the National Hockey League. Uh, We wouldn't have to look far from this phone call to see a team that would certainly be interested in getting him in the Edmonton Oilers. and I'm not saying that they are, but I know for a fact there's many other teams that are. So I expect that situation to 
really be worked out pretty quickly here. It's been accelerated by this news. That's unfortunate for Ottawa because I don't think that helps their position at all. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I guess what happens with Eric Carlson then? I, that's a really interesting point of this because I believe in the end that Eric Carlson will not be back in Ottawa, that he will also be traded. So uh, that's the task that Pierre Dor- Dorian's got to deal with. Uh, first off, I would say Mike Hoffman goes. Second off, I would say uh, if and when the offer is right, Eric Carlson is dealt as well. Yeah. And they need to, of course, move next year's pick uh, to uh, Colorado as part of that Duchesne deal as well. So if they move all these pieces, they might be worse next season than they were this season. So, wow, it's uh, it's interesting to see how this all plays out. Um, free agency around the corner as well here, uh, Brian. And um, it, I guess it would be a top-heavy class with uh, the likes of Tavares, Carlson, Kovalchuk uh, in the mix, and then after it drops off pretty uh, quickly after uh, you get through the top names there. But uh, the biggest name, I guess, is John Tavares. You have Lou Lamorello now uh, on the island trying to uh, keep him there. What's your sense on that? Do you think uh, in the end uh, Tavares stays uh, with the Islanders or does he move on? Well, there's no doubt Lou Lamorello is going to do everything he can to keep him. Uh, there's all kinds of theories out there, one of them being that John Tavares is going to re-sign with the New York Islanders. He's just waiting for the new cap to be announced, which should be out very shortly, and then he'll be able to sign, in theory, for a higher amount. That certainly is one theory. Um, I don't necessarily think that happens. I think John Tavares, having spent a lot of time with John, we had a we, we thought we might have an opportunity when I was a general manager in Tampa to draft John. The choices were between John Tavares, Victor Hedman, and Matt Duchesne. We spent quite a bit of time with all these kids, and I can tell you that John Tavares is a very thoughtful, um, professional young man that's going to take his time and make a decision. And my guess is that his decision is going to be not to return to Long Island. So I'm going to watch that one with fascination as it unfolds. Uh, Carlson with Washington. Um, we're hearing that uh, Ekman Larson, what is it, eight years, 8.25 to stay with Arizona. So how does that affect uh, the market here for Carlson as a UFA? Well, it's dream news for John Carlson. It's really unfortunate for the Washington Capitals. I don't think anybody was expecting that type of a number to come out for Oliver Ekman Larson, if it is in fact true. Uh, of course, Oliver Ekman Larson can't execute that contract now until July 1st, but he certainly can agree to it verbally. And those are the types of things that a guy like Brian McCullen probably wouldn't hesitate to pick up the phone and call Arizona and call John Chica and see if that is in fact uh, certainly within the range or true. Uh, that really makes it difficult for the Capitals to re-sign John. Uh, the good news for the Capitals is that Carlson's wife is from Maryland, and he may be able to uh, give a little town discount. They're coming off an incredible year. Uh, it's not a dead issue for the Capitals, but it certainly got a lot more difficult with the news breaking that Oliver ekman Larson may have agreed to a new eight-year contract. And I guess the other uh, wild card in free agency is uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Just before I let you go, Brian, um, he said he wants to come back and join a winner. Will he end up uh, you know, joining one of the top teams? Or I don't know what the interest level is right now uh, 
Ian Kovalchuk. It sounded like he wanted to stay out east, but then he was out here out west touring some of uh, the Pacific Division teams. So where do you think he ends up? I think the winner comment is true, but I don't think it's maybe as big a percentage of the equation as you might think. Uh, I think his wife will have a lot of say in where he goes. His history in the past was it looking at a team like L.A. Is L.A. considered a Stanley Cup contender right now? Um, you know, they certainly made the playoffs last year. Vegas dispatched of them pretty handily. I spoke to a number of players on the Kings. I know that they did not feel that that was a fluke that they lost to Vegas. Hmm. So uh, I don't know if I would put them in that category, but that's a team that I've got circled as a possible destination for Kovalchuk. Uh, for me, if I were running the Kings, as Rob Blake is, uh, I would certainly have interest in having Kovalchuk on your team. It's a weakness for them, but it wouldn't be a long deal. Uh, the money would probably be uh, somewhere in that 5 to $6 million range. It'd be significant, but I don't think at this stage in his career coming back from the KHL that Kovalchuk merits really any deal longer than one or two years, and I think that'll be attractive to a lot of different teams. Brian, great insight. Hopefully we'll do it again soon uh, when Bob's here uh, back in the big chair. I know he's uh, heading out to Dallas as well for the draft, and I know you'll be there, so maybe you'll uh, catch up with him then, but uh, thanks for taking some time today. Well, I know that Bob's floating somewhere, and I mean literally probably in a lake, knowing him, <laughs> because I don't, I don't mean to insinuate that he's a floater because I know he is and he's one of the hardest working guys in the business. Uh, I'll pass that along to him. Thanks, Brian. My pleasure. Thank you. That's uh, Brian Lott in NHL Network, former uh, NHL player, GM, and agent. Uh, friend of the show. Love uh, catching up with Brian. Great insight there. All right, it's one twenty-two in Edmonton. We'll take a time out for, uh, you know, to catch up on some commercials here. And then when we come back, we'll get to uh, a few text messages. Uh, we'll set up the Eskimo season opener as well later in the show with uh, Morley Scott out in Winnipeg. That's all ahead, but first, a timeout. When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. The man of the hour, Bilal Lucic, uh, bringing us back here on Oilers now. Perhaps we'll hear uh, from Peter Shirelli ahead of the draft uh, next weekend. Maybe some clarity on the whole uh, Lucic uh, situation at that time. For now, it's all speculation. But uh, NHL Today quickly brought to you by our friends over at Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Uh, some minor news out of Washington here. Barry Trott saying he wants to be back with the Capitals. He and uh, Brian McMullen have started to talk. He said there is some issues, though, that they need to work through. And uh, Game 7 of the AHL Final goes tonight in Toronto between the Texas Stars and the Toronto Marlies, rooting for uh, former Oil Kings head coach Derek Blackstall and the Texas Stars in that one. That's NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. We'll take a time out for the 130 News. When we come back, Morley Scott will set up the Eskimos season opener tonight against the Blue Bombers.